Hi, good morning. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is sponsored by Natural and Kosher Cheeses, when quality and flavor matter. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman, and I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food-related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I give cooking classes. I cater for people for Shabbat, Yom Tov, small parties. Well, really, anytime you don't feel like cooking, you can give me a call. I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my cooking adventures, my kosher food traveling, my amazing guests, and sharing of great food ideas and recipes. So I want to hear about it, your experiences too. So email me, Naomi, at NachumSiegel.com. Um, and you can follow along my exciting food adventures on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. Um, yeah, so make sure you share along because I love seeing what, seeing what other people have made. I have a very, very, very exciting lineup. It took me about a few days to recover from the last show, uh, from last week. We had such an amazing show. When I took that piece of meat home, it, I ate it like a few hours later, like air of Shabbos, I ate it um, like about two hours before Shabbos. I kind of like warmed it up. Not sous vide though. I threw it in the oven for like two minutes. Don't tell Yossi. Um, it was amazing, amazing. So, you know, definitely try to get into that sous vide cooking and make sure you enter the raffle for Fireside. Uh, Chef Alex Rima was on the show. He's from Fireside and we have a giveaway gift certificate. So if you want to win that, um, to check out Fireside uh, with it, and email me at naomi at nachamsegal.com and we will um, you know, announce the winner next week. So our guest this week, last week was about the men. This week it's all about the ladies. It's the girl time. A girl, chatting with the girls. This week we have uh, Nancy Kalish. She is the founder of Pure Genius here. I'm going to hold it up. Pure Genius Vegan Snacks. That's what I'm going to call them, the snacks, right? They could be a meal. They could be. I eat them for breakfast all the time. Okay, there you go. But, of course, I love dessert for breakfast. Oh, yeah. My my kind of girl. (laughs) Uh, And we have Chaya Suri Leitner. She is known as Spice and Zest on Facebook, and she's the creator of uh, the most amazing sourdough breads you've ever eaten in your life. I took a lot of bread courses when I was first learning how to become a chef, and I took them at um, a place in Manhattan way before the Brooklyn School was open and subsequently closed. Um, but I did a lot of bread baking courses. So I really like, I thought I knew breads until I met Hayasuri. So we're going to chat with her. We're going to eat some of these crazy gorgeous breads. Make sure you are watching our show today. <laughs> and we, have a, we have a YouTube channel on uh, the Nachum Siegel Net. Uh, so make sure you click onto that and watch uh, our show on this Friday morning. And we have Razy Freed, an Instagram sensation. You are amazing. I love your voice on, on Instagram and you are very funny. I just like, I, I like how you present and how you talk and you're talented. Not only does she make really cool food, she does beautiful tablescapes. And we're going to talk to her a little towards the end of our show as well. So we've got one hour ride of food talk nonstop. So uh, we're very excited to uh, be, uh, be here on this Friday morning. So everyone, welcome, welcome. Thank and you. welcome to Nancy. Uh, Daniela put us in touch. She's your, she's your PR agent. She is. She's amazing. She does a lot of food, right? Like Absolutely. Tons of restaurants and food products, yes. Yeah, she sent us to a few different restaurants oh, and places good. to try. So they were delicious. We, we, we thank Na- uh, Daniela a lot, and, and she hooked us up together. So, you know, you have this. Um, I'm going to hold it up to the camera. You, have, uh, you came up with this idea to do a vegan uh, snack. So I assume that you are then vegan. Yes, I am vegan by choice, and although that meat looked really good on your last show. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank really you. very tempting, but I'm going <laughs> to try watching. to stick to my guns. Okay, um, when did you become vegan? Uh, well, about only about four or five years ago, kind of gradually, you know, first vegetarian and then moving on to vegan. Um, it's become more and more popular. Yeah, I just feel better. It just was more, it was not any objection really to eating animals. It was just more that I, it makes me feel better. And um, as I became vegan, I also started exploring more plant-based foods, like, you know, all these alternative proteins you've been hearing about. Such as? One one of them is chickpeas. So actually, these brownies and blondies are 40% chickpeas. Oh, I love that. I happen to love chickpeas and hummus and anything chickpeas oh, in them. Just plain chickpeas. Well, when I first started making them, they tasted a little too much like hummus. 
<laughs> Nobody wants a brownie that tastes like us. <laughs> I would imagine not. So it took me about a year, but we finally got out our beanie taste. And um, so now, and in addition to being vegan, they're also gluten-free. They're soy-free. Um, they're free of actually all the major allergens. We're made in a, a certified gluten-free facility. And, Fantastic. of course, they're kosher. That's fantastic. Uh, it's it's OU. Was it was it easy to work with it? Like when you call them up and you yeah. dial the o, OU number and like if you want to be a product, <laughs> they give you options. I'm always calling them. I make them crazy, right? Especially before Passover, they're like the phone rings until I hit all the different extensions till I get the right, and they're like, "Hello, Mrs. Nachman." I'm like, "Oh, they already know me by name there." <laughs> so so um you know one of the options on the extensions is if you have a product you like to be certified, hit yeah. two and. Well, I mean, I wish it were that easy. <laughs> I did that too. Um, they were lovely people, uh, especially Rabbi David Rockov is amazing over there, and he has answered all of my questions and shepherded me through the process. It is a very rigorous process, as it should be, to become kosher certified, involving tracking down all the kosher certificates for all your ingredients, like the chickpeas, the oats, the maple syrup I use, the flavor extracts, everything. And then, of course, a very rigorous several times inspection of, of our facility. And um, actually, a kind of funny story, we had signed up for Kosher Fest, and I had bought a booth. This sure. was last we, year. Oh, okay. Were, were, you, were you all there? Right, were you there, Chayla? Okay, we were it's there. It's wonderful. If you've never gone, you should go. It's it's really great. Uh, lot, lots of good wine, lots of good food. It's overwhelming. Right, a, a little overwhelming. Anyway, we got our table. I was so excited, but we hadn't gotten that last expe- uh, inspection uh, for our kosher certification. Literally at 4 p.m. the day before the show, they finally came. We finished up. Uh, they prepared our ovens. They did the whole thing, and we baked through the night. And packaged, and we're able to go to Kosher Fest. That is amazing. Well, thank you for doing that for us. That was fa- that's fantastic. I did it for me, too. It I was know. so wonderful. And, you know, one of the best things is I happen to really like our packaging, which I wish I could take credit, credit for. It was done by a company called Miller Creative in New Jersey, and they are orthodox and kosher. And it was the first time when they saw that's me at Kosher Fest, it was the first time they were able to taste the products that they had designed oh, the packaging fantastic, for. fantastic, because they themselves were waiting for this Kosher certification. Yeah. Oh, that is so great. So how long did I ask once I asked this to another to Hannah Krause who was on the show, she did um Pure Bites. This or I don't know another if you know. Pure. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> um she's also um gluten free and dairy free. Um so I said from your head, from brain to table. That's what I call I I, I love that expression. Brain I'm steal from that. your brain okay. to the table or the shelf in say my local kosher supermarket, Gromet Glass, how long was that process? Um, you know, probably about about two years, actually. Wow. So first, uh, I just was so I was a health writer before this, and I really knew exactly what I should eat. But I have a terrible sweet tooth, so I wanted a healthy <laughs> snack I could eat all the time. So um, I had heard a lot about bean brownies, and I tried some of the recipes on the internet, and frankly, they were really. Horrible. Uh-huh. <laughs> they were brownies. smelly and they tasted like beans, but actually um, there was a great texture. So it took me about a year working, making like, you know, like a couple of batches every day. Where, where, where were you making them in your house? In my kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I had beans stacked up and oats and all this stuff. And um, my, <laughs> my husband, absolutely nuts, by the way, to have stacks of beans all I over the place. I can imagine. Um, but, uh, but basically, it took me about a year to get the flavor right. And then, we had to, and then I signed up for um, trade shows, including uh, Kosher Fest. And, you know, Off I was went. kind of forced to launch right there. Yeah. Wow, wow. So it's a big, besides, I'm sure, a financial investment, it's an emotional investment. It is. It's really been up and down. It has... I'm really glad I didn't know 90% of the stuff when, that was going to happen. <laughs> when, when, when you came into it. Yeah. So that's because great. it's been really hard. But it's been worth And it's very engaging. I love, I mean, I changed professions. I'm in my 50s. I did something completely different, you know, for most of my career. Fa- and it's, it's, I'm so engaged and I love getting up every morning and doing this. You know, no matter what you do, and I, I speak to a lot of uh, schools and, and, and um, what do you call it, um, uh, Parnassonite or, or um, you know, it, it, what, what you want to go to, professional night and uh, at some of the schools. And I, I always start off, 
doesn't matter if you're a chef. I actually started off as a kindergarten teacher. I have a degree from Tura College in, in Judaic Studies and Kindergarten Teaching. And um doesn't matter what you do, is that you get out of bed and you're excited to go to work, right? ZK is ZK is excited to come to the Single Network every every week when we meet up in the mornings and we're like sometimes it's hard to get here, but we're excited to work for the Nach. And I'm not being sarcastic; we really are excited to work for Nachum Single Network. And I love my job here. Like Nachum knows and Miriam knows how much I love being here. You're very lucky. I, no, right, girls? Like no matter what we do, you can't be in the food industry if you don't love it. Or yeah. it's out. It is really brutal. People don't recognize how hard yeah. it is. Yes, yeah. and how many things can go wrong. Cool. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the different flavors. Yes. So we have um, deep chocolate brownie. Deep chocolate. Yes. What kind of chocolate is it? Well, it has both chocolate chips and cocoa, so it's a very deep, rich chocolate flavor. And then we have our chocolate chunk blondie. And I didn't realize until after I named it and it went out in the world that blondies are very much New York East Coast. Out in California, people do not know what blondies really? are. I was very really? surprised. Yeah, it's so, a story shaking ahead. Really? What do they call them there? They in Australia, don't call them anything. I don't know what they call them. <laughs> we, we don't have it in Australia either. Brownies oh, okay. are also very American. We don't have brownies in oh, Australia. Oh, really? Wow. It's called oh, chocolate. That's too it's bad. Called, <laughs> it's, it's called a flat chocolate cake. A flat chocolate. That doesn't sound very appealing. For, right, but actually, here it, they named it brownies and um, woohoo. I just end up telling people it tastes like kind of a chocolate chip cookie. Dough. Okay. I wanted to create a blondies once, and I just I googled blondies recipe. Yes. And it was just like a lot of blonde heads came. Up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I think it's time we try some of these blondies. Go for it. Go um, for it. Nancy actually has a giveaway. Oh, I do. So if you'd like to try our products, we um, are sold both in Whole Foods, where you can in New York City, but also um, you can go on my website, Pure Genius Provisions, and at checkout, just enter the code Naomi. N-A-O-M-I. <laughs> uh, to receive 20% off any order, and uh, shipping is always free. Yeah, so there you go. We have a special giveaway code for you, 20% off at your vegan bar. So. Yes. Uh, We'll see. Okay. Yeah, uh, right. Got it upside down there. Okay, there I'm, you go. Oh, my God. Look at look at these big chocolate chunks. Oh, wow. They look amazing. We don't skimp on the chocolate. I happen to be a very big chocolate person. Oh, uh, why? Well, well so thank you very we much. we want to make sure that everybody <gasps> look, I'm like breaking chocolate it. in every bite. You know that I used to work on QVC? No. You should get these on QVC, actually. <laughs> look, and I used, to, I used to sell Rogelach for a company, oh. and we used to break them open slowly, and the numbers would go up. On, on these statistics behind the scenes when I, when I, slowly, <laughs> when I would squeeze the rogue Well, please then do it slowly and squeeze slowly it for me. Slowly with layers of filling. Okay. Is there flour in this? There is no flour. So the base is... What bracha? <laughs> the base is 40% chickpeas, a little bit of oats, a little bit of um, maple syrup, and um, that's really pretty much Mizona. it. Okay. I'm going to make a mazana. All right. This. I'm going to cross my fingers. Right, right, right. <laughs> Shahako, because, yeah, oats are, but oats are flowers, hamotzi, isn't it? I'm going to call my OU rabbi. So, you know what? Someone just told me when in doubt, it's Shahako. So, I'm going to say Shahako, and you are all going to ask your local rabbis. Now I realize I washed any case because I ate your bread. I washed the case of his bread. I was just thinking that as well. Oh, well. Oh, my God. The chocolate is not normal. <laughs> that mouthful of chocolate is outrageous. Oh, I actually good. feel quite healthy eating it. Mm. You may. You can. In fact, it has um, under 200 calories for a big package. And there's only one serving. I hate when people do that thing where you look at, a, you look at the nutritional information. It's four servings in one, brown, one brownie package. So I made mine one serving. No, I like that. I really appreciate that. I'd rather know that I'm eating like... Yeah. You know, I like to finish my plate, so I don't want to eat that two-portion snack bar. Because oh, I'll end up eating the whole thing. I want one portion. Yeah, so one portion. And it's also got um, protein and fiber. So it's got four grams of protein, four grams of fiber in each bar. And so you, you don't get that crazy, you know, sugar um, high. high and then the crash. It just goes. It's very sustained. Okay, yeah, the dietary fiber, how much did you say it had? Four grams. Four grams. So that's got a nice bit of dietary yeah. fiber. I mean, it's still a treat, and it doesn't have a lot of sugar in it either. Okay, that's a nice-looking moist bar. We're going to try a little bit of the brownie bar. Bar. Is that like an American? 
Thank you. Mm. It's good. It definitely has a different texture than a regular brownie. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's fudgy, but I think... Well, I like fudgy brownies, so I know there's a big contingent mm. of people who like very cakey brownies. No, this, this is, is definitely on the fudgy side, and that's a, that's actually not a mistake or a result of the right, chickpeas. I'm, it's kind of what I like, I'm so that's what actually, I went for. You know, I find that chickpeas... I'm just going to have a sip of water. I'm not actually... Like, when you make things with chickpeas, it has this nutty flavor... Not tasting the nutty flavor. Uh, to, I'm, 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 I'm tasting like a full flavored product, but I'm not tasting like chickpeas, which is good. I like yes, that. Like and, and nobody not, wants a brownie that tastes, tastes like, like chickpeas, right? Right. But, right. It's doing the purpose of the function of thick being. I, I would imagine the thickening agent that you want because you're not using flour yeah. without it being that overwhelmingly, you know, chickpea flavor. Good. That's Very what nice. I was going for. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, I'm just ha- uh, moving some crumbs off my notes here. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so people can log on to the website. Yes. You could, which is? Give Pure it a sh- Genius Provisions. Okay, and you have Instagram and Facebook? Yes, Enjoy Pure Genius is our handle at uh, Twitter and, and Instagram. And we have uh, Facebook as Pure Genius Provisions. And yes, so if you uh, enter Naomi in all caps, please, uh, you'll get 20% off your order. Okay, and what do they get? They get the whole box, which is a mixed yes, box? Yes, so, well, no, we're, actually, I gave you a mixed box so you could taste both, but we'd sell them in boxes of eight, and there's also uh, of each flavor, and there's also a sampler that you can get uh, if you just want to try it out for um, with two brownies and two blondies. Oh, yummy. I like that idea because, you know, I want a little bit of everything. There you so. go. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank oh, you. Welcome to uh, stick around for the rest of the show. I, I would love to. I, I want to hear about a girl fest, a, g- a, ga- a girl gab fest. You can't have to say that quickly. All right, so I'm going to get everyone to switch seats a little bit. Let's do it. This is Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. Our show is heard on a Rocheva English radio. Our show is sponsored by... Natural and kosher cheeses when quality and flavor matter. I just want to say, I, I, I did a very nice wine and cheese pairing over Pesach. We had such a good time with those natural and kosher cheeses. And Shavuos is coming up. Uh, I think in the next week or two, I'm going to put it on Instagram and Facebook. I'm going to be doing a wine and cheese pairing, just waiting for confirmation from Jay and Brigitte when they're going to be. Uh, it'll either be next week or the week after. So stick around for that. All right, I'm going to keep my pure bites here because this is fun and yummy and delicious and we'll keep it on the set. I have two super talented ladies right here. We became friends. We all met up at the at Melinda Strauss's, who's otherwise known as uh, Kitchen Dash Tested, uh, at her um, Kosher Food Bloggers Conference. How fun was that? That was yeah, just make sure you speak into the mics. That was amazing. That was amazing, right? We, I think we all were following each other on Instagram, which is nice. We all, we all find each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so let's start off with Hi Suri. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your bread baking and when, when you got into this, because this is like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> well, I've been trying it out for the past like three years, I would say, on and off. I gave up sometimes and then I just got back into it and said there is no giving up until I finally got it and I just went from there and I love it. Okay um what was the first bread that you baked? Uh, Probably challah right? Yeah that was (laughs) a long time ago I must have been like 14 or 15 years old. Uh, But from there you progressed obviously because you know you're watching on a Nachum Siegel YouTube channel or following on Instagram and you're going to see this gorgeous challah. I mean challah um Sourdough breads. Right. I didn't mean to say challah. So it was a few years ago when I tried to cut down gluten. So I was looking for different alternatives. I tried um, sourdough. I spelled challah. But it, it was good. It wasn't the greatest. You know, it was a little heavy. It, it's amazing for spelled challah. But I was looking for bread until I finally came across sourdough. Now, can and you give us a description? What, what is sourdough? What do you mean by sourdough? Sourdough is fermented Flour and you flour and water. You mix flour and water and you let it ferment. For first, you have to feed it for like a week or two. What do you mean by feed it? You feed flour and water, equal amounts of flour and water by weight. Okay. Every single day. So you have this little jar of of flour and water. I start off with 20 grams of flour, 20 grams of water, 
and every day I just feed it for a week. I, I take mean, off some and I add more. Yeah, is everyone understanding what they're doing? If you're not, you can email me and we can try to explain it. Yeah, you can email me anytime and I'll try to help you out. Or you can join any of my workshops. I give sourdough workshops as well. Fantastic. I actually took one in Israel at Papa Melech. So if you're in Israel, uh, reach out to the Papa Melech folks yeah, uh, in love, the Gush Etzion. I would love to meet them one day. They are the coolest. I had them on my radio show right after winter break, right? Yeah, okay? I, I watched that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, they're very, very, it's very cool. So um, there's no yeast in that. There is no yeast. It's co- Actually, it's yeast. It's called wild yeast, not commercial yeast. But, oh, there um, is yeast. There is no yeast. Sourdough is yeast as well. The fermented sourdough oh, starter. Oh, it's really? It's called wild yeast. Uh huh. But um, so every day you open up the container, it, you take yeah. a little bit out. What do you do with it? Um, by now I use it, but when I started, I threw it out the first few days because it wasn't yet ready to be used. But now every time I take off, I use it. I make crackers, croissants, babka, bread, challah. Queen Amman. Queen Oman. <laughs> you got it right this I time. I got it right. <laughs> yes. Um, and all different pastries. Like whenever I would make just cake or cupcakes or whatever it is, I would add some starter to it. I made Melinda's apple pie once. I added sourdough starter and I let it ferment for about 24 hours before I rolled it out, which was amazing. Um, it deepens the flavor, right? It deepens the flavor and... It breaks down a lot of gluten, and it just makes it easier to digest. Sourdough is much easier for your body to digest, so it's healthier overall, a healthier alternative to regular bread, to the commercial yeast bread and challah. Wow. Okay. I'm, like, so in awe of this. You know, but how do you get this, like, how do you shape it? Like, I wish we could do a a workshop here in the studio. Right. Um, So... The process of making bread is once you have your fed starter, like you feed it the night before and then you make a dough, you let it, it's called bulk fermenting, you let it ferment for a while, like the whole dough, once you make the, it's just flour and water, that's right. it, it is, that's all it is. This is just flour and water. Only flour, th- these have flavors in it, so I added more flavors, Ooh. but the bread itself is only flour and water, no yeast, no, no oil, sugar. no sugar, no honey, no, no eggs. eggs, so... Yeah, it's right up your alley, right? So technically, uh, yeah, it's, well. it's, it's vegan and it's allergy-free for a lot whoever can have gluten. E- even though a lot of people who have gluten sensitivity, they say that um, they can have sourdough bread. My kids sa- said that I have a daughter in Israel for the year, and when she ate the bread of Papa Melech, she said it did not bother her stomach. Right. So, so I'm not a nutritionist or anything, so I I wouldn't know the exact um, exactly if you can have it or not. But a lot I've heard from a lot of people who are gluten free, mm-hmm. and they say gluten sensitive. I would call it not really gluten free. Mm-hmm. And right. And they can and they can handle this bread, especially if it's fermented for long. I put up my dough. I let it ferment like from the from the beginning process until I bake it. Usually 24 to 48 hours. So the dough and rises and rises. Even 72 hours in the fridge or out of the fridge. In the fridge. I let it first bulk fermenting for a few hours out of the fridge, and then I shape it. I do bentress, which is you take um, the dough and you make. Um, pieces for ready for t- for shaping, and then I shape it and I put it into. If you see all those lines, it's yeah. called yeah, it's called a Benetton, like a basket that have. Oh, these you showed lines me those when it. I was at your house. Yeah, so that's how you get this nice design in it. Oh, And cool. that's how you shape it. And you I leave, leave it in the basket. Yeah, it's in oh. the basket for 24, 48, 72, however many hours you want to have it fermenting. Um, they say the longer it ferments, the more it breaks down the gluten and more vitamins and minerals come out that the flour, the wheat usually has. But I never tested mine, so I wouldn't know. I never sent it to a lab or anything. <laughs> um, even though I was, I was contacted by a few people and asked, like, if, if possible, I could bake for them and, you know, send it. I know someone asked me about because they had Crohn's disease and someone else who's gluten intolerance, like, Different, you know, different conditions who they say that sourdough bread would help them is okay for them. I don't know if it would help them, but it's okay for them. But I never tried it. I never went that far yet. Do we see a bakery in the future? Maybe one day. <laughs> You've got little kids. You've got to enjoy them. It goes fast. Yeah. Well, right now I have a little bakery in my kitchen. Right. In it's, my home kitchen. It's great. I run a whole Pesach industry out of my basement kitchen. So, you know, anything can be done. And look what Nancy accomplished in her kitchen so, yeah, uh, yeah, you'll be and, surprised. And 
I have sometimes like Rising. over a hundred loaves of bread coming out of my kitchen, and I uh, a you week. Have a big kitchen? No, thank you so much. My kitchen. hundred loaves. I just bake. I bake through the night, through the day, whatever it is. I I just love doing it. If you would ask me a few years ago if I'll ever bake bread, I would tell you outright. You not? No, <laughs> never. <sighs> But it's I love it. It's my passion, and I just love doing it. And I love teaching people about it and helping people out with it. And anytime anyone has a question, they'll email me or send me a direct message on Instagram. And I usually try to respond as soon as I can. You know, um, I, I've I've uh, been following bread for a long time. I did a lot of bread baking courses, as I said earlier on in the show. And I really I love to eat bread. I'm very careful with how much bread I do consume because I don't want to. <laughs> Gain so much weight, so I am very, very careful. Um, but I heard that sourdough in San Francisco, which is like where it first became really very popular. In America. In America, correct, because they do it in Europe a lot. Um, it tastes different because the air humidity is different. Yeah, I actually heard from someone who bakes bread over there, baked bread over there, and she said that. There, it's a major difference. She would see. I actually met her at Zach the Baker in Florida. I was there. She, she works there. I was there, there. twice over she, Pesach, before and after Pesach. Well, not so, during, of course. Yeah. So she she worked there. I'm not sure if she's still there, but um, she she told me that the, there is something to it, and the San Francisco bread is amazing. Right. Yeah. I, I'd love to be able to try a kosher. I know, right? So we, should, we should make like a San Francisco trip. trip. Okay, girl trip to San Francisco. Um, if any of our listeners are in San Francisco um, and there is a kosher place for us to purchase or sh- and ship, let us know because – or someone from California, please let us know because we like to – I think Kaiser and I would really – and all the ladies here would like yeah, to try that. So let's talk about what we've got here in front of us because the bread is teasing me. Um. So I brought three flavored breads. I thought it's three of my favorite flavors, but as I think about it, every flavor is my favorite. She's so I, cute. I don't really have a favorite. Um, this one is garlic, rosemary, and lemon zest. I'm going to hold this up to the camera because I want everyone to see that. We made hamotzi before the show. That's why we were laughing when I was trying to work out what bracha to make on the brownies because I already washed. We forgot about that. Um, but look, we, we took a chunk out. This is so beautiful. It feels crispy. I'm going to bring it up to the microphone. Can you hear this? <laughs> it's crispy. What's the flour is because you rubbed it in flour afterwards or just from the process? From, from in the basket. I had to just line the basket with, um, cover the basket in a little flour which didn't stick. So that's the one. Okay, cool. Nice. So what I'm going to smell, this is lemon, the lemon one? Yeah, garlic. It has fresh garlic, rosemary, and lemon zest. Okay. This is amazing. I found a spoon for the butter. Okay. Here you go. Some fresh butter. What is that? This is garlic and chives butter. What's that? And this one is honey and cinnamon butter. Okay. Oh, you're flashing, man. Oh, ZK doesn't care about milk. All right. All right. So this is the... How did you make butter? Like whipping heavy cream? Yeah. I just whipped it for a long time and then What I kind of machine do you have? A KitchenAid. Okay. And then I strained it and I added flavors. Do you know that I'm on a diet? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I have a daughter getting married in a few they're weeks. They're healthy. They're healthy. Yeah, I don't care. I just want to eat lunch. This will be my lunch. Like, right? You so eat I'm two healthy things. Nothing right. Like that. And it's homemade, right? Everything homemade is not fattening, right? Mm-hmm. Wink at the camera. Okay. I'm going to eat. Mm. So some cool fresh, yeah. So that's so that's um, scoring. It's you have to learn scoring. how to do it, and it's also you you need a nice, good, sharp knife. I mm. use a razor for it, so that it goes much nicer and smoother. That's not normal. <laughs> it's amazing. I happen to be anyone who's listened to my show knows that as much as I love my meat, I love my dairy and I love my butter. I don't like parv. I'm not a there fan of the margarine or the riches whip. Right. Ladies. There's nothing like fresh bread and butter or a good a good olive oil with it with salt and pepper. Is this I'm assuming it's Havisrael, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna make the ladies. Um I'm sorry, so um I'm just apologizing for my hands. We don't have a knife. Okay, so I'm gonna put a little bit of um butter. Butter. Okay. Any Aussies know. 
butter is better. That's a commercial in Australia. Can I get you to pass that to Nancy? Sure. Rosie, can I give you some? Thank you so much. I think I'm going to take home. I don't know. I didn't wash. Okay. <laughs> you can run out to the bathroom and use the hand. The, there's a sink there. Okay, I'm going to run out. Okay, Where's there's the a red. It's so down the left, but take the Thank red. Thank you. Here, you're hearing all the secrets of the Nachum Siegel Network. There's a red key hanging by the right of the door. Raisy. <laughs> all the secrets of what goes on behind the Nachum Siegel Network here. As you can see, we are a very fun show and a very fun group of people here today. All right, so now, I don't want to. Right, so now we're going to try. I made some sweet butter, I figured, for the chocolate cherry bread. Okay, but you so can have it with this bread. I'm going to have it with both. Yes, go ahead. Okay. All right, so now what, what did you say this was again? I'm sorry. This one is a honey butter, a honey cinnamon butter. Oh, that is good. So you I literally mix- made this this morning? Yeah. Oh, my God. I put in some cinnamon, a little bit of silan and honey. Silan, you know what got me obsessed with silan? Susie Fishbein and Honey. Honey, honey Apple Bell, both of them. Yeah. I never used silan before till I, till I got one of Susie's books. And Khani uses a lot also. Right. So Khani posted last year, I think it was, before Pesach, that I never really liked using Silan because it had a lot of added stuff to it. She oh, it po- does? Yeah. So she posted Arab Pesach that she um, she buys it, she stocks up then because it's pure dates. It's only dates. Well, you should know. I had a problem. I called up my best friends at the OU. I accidentally bought a honey that said just said OU and not OUP. So I thought, oh, it's honey. What could be wrong? But of course, I'm very, 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 very strict, like we all should be for Pesach. So well, I'm not sure. And I have a big achrayut because I cook for other people. So I caught up the OU and he told me there's additives in honey. Pure honey has got a little bit of corn syrup in it, like some of the honeys. So you have oh, to wow. be very, even though it's a tiny amount, you can't have that on Pesach. So you have to be careful. So just, you know, you should just know that. All right, I'm giving you I get you my honey straight from, like, a beekeeper. Of, co- of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> of course she does. You appreciate that, right, Nan? Raw yeah. honey. Can I give oh, you some? Thank you. Yes. I have, like, all seasons. You know, you know different seasons have different honeys, different yes. flavors, different colors. So I but they say local, you should eat local honey because right. if you've got allergies. So that's why I started. I started a few years ago because I had allergies and... I don't. It may have helped me a little, but it's really good. And ever since then, I'm just hooked. I pick it up at Union Square Market. Oh, that's right here on the yes. well, a little bit north of the Lower East Side. I'd love to go there with you. Yeah, we have to go there one day. Can I just say, you know, we're in Manhattan, and and people don't this take advantage. So I'm sorry for interrupting. Yeah, please, raising. Totally worth washing. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Thank it's you. It's amazing, right? Oh my gosh, we. I hope we don't make too Actually, much of it. Yeah, that's for you too with the other butter. Can I make you some more, Nancy? We're going to try the different breads. Oh, the <laughs> well, yeah. They're amazing. The, the crunch and the... Mm-hmm. Cool. Are we picking so up the sound? Incredible. It's good. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting you. It's delicious. delicious. Thank you. It's amazing. Wow. I also love crust. You know the people that... Um, I don't know about you guys, but on, on Shabbat... Well, it makes curly hair. That's what... I should tell that to my daughter. Right. I have I have under the shadows very curly hair. <laughs> so I always say, like, hey, at my cross, that's why my hair is curly. Um, but but um, with with on Shabbat, like, my kids like the center and not the crust. So I like the crust and not the center. So I collect up everybody's crust. I like both. I like everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try this. Uh, it looks like chocolate challah. Is that chocolate challah? This is chocolate cherry bread. It has chocolate chunks in it. It has cherry, dried cherries. Let us break bread, my friend. Let us break bread. Oh, my God. This one's a little more heavy because it has all the chocolate in it. Oh, yeah, it is. So, I'm so I don't skip I on the chocolate. Okay, I'm just peeling it back. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. This is such a fun show. Um, this it's honey, honey and what? This brown one. Honey and cinnamon. Delicious. So different, the two. It's oh, very so chocolatey. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm gonna. When when I go, when I do chocolate, I do it all the way. Oh yeah, babe. You do it with cocoa, with chocolate. So I use cocoa and chocolate. Of course you can. Oh my god, guys, this is off the hook. You have to have Chayesuri come to your neighborhood wherever you are in the world. <laughs> she will fly to Europe. She will fly to Israel. She'll fly to Australia. She will fly anywhere. And I've tasted and teach you how to do this. This is amazing. It's not the standard. Okay, that's for you. Okay, did you ha- everyone have? Okay. That's really good. 
Now I want to try the chocolate with the other butter. Oh my god, this is a real treat. Okay. It's Shabbos tonight, in any case. We'll just have our. Don't eat too much colour tonight. Just balance it out. Mm, we're talking a lot and eating a lot. This is insane. This is not. I oh love god. to see people enjoying my food. I'm the same way. Mm. Mm. It's very unique. I love to cook and I love to just see people enjoying it. Do you know what I do? I don't know if you ladies out there are doing this. But I've guessed almost every Shabbat. And I always watch to see what, what people are eating, what they have on their plate. Just eating habits of people. I know, but you have to like be careful. Like, not to look something people are not comfortable with when, when you look at them. But then I do want to see what their reactions right. are. <laughs> so I'll hold, like, I'll sit back and I'll, I'll hold my glass of wine. But I'll also be busy eating. So and I'll look. Sideways, from like I'll turn my eyes just to not make it too obvious. No, I just want to know what they ate, if they liked it. Should I make this recipe again? I've got chocolate all over my hands. Mm. It's delicious. The chocolate is delicious. This was outrageous. Okay, we're going to break that last bread. And this one is sesame, toasted sesame. <coughs> oh my god. You have this every day? I'm just having. I would look like a bread if I would have this every day. I always say, if you eat in moderation... Of yeah, course, I know that. Right. <laughs> and I, oh, this is beautiful. This is stunning. I love how it's got the se- sesame on the outside and down the middle strip. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, is this because this is where it rose that it split? You score it. No? Yeah, so before I bake it, I score it because <laughs> there is moisture in the bread and when you bake it, it's gonna, it just explodes if you don't cut it. If you want it to... Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's why you always see the breads always have a design. You can do whatever you want. You could do a three. You can do an X. You uh. can write something out if you're yeah. good at that. Okay, I'm just taking a little bit because I want to try this. It's cross between sourdough and sesame bagel. Yeah. I like this. It has like a nice nutty flavor to it. Mm-hmm. It goes great with... Hummus. Yeah, with hummus and um, mm. homemade schuk is great with it. How many different flavors bread do you have? Did you make About a lot? Um, Ten, twenty. Sometimes 30. no. So sometimes I would just like have something around that I say, oh, let me just try it out, and I'll just throw it into the bread. Some things work out better than others, but um, my standard ones that I constantly make and are really great and my favorite is the toasted sesame, the seeded one I have with like all different types of seeds, sesame seed, poppy seed, sunflower seed. Um, Then I have the garlic, rosemary, and lemon, the chocolate chunk. Olive one is my favorite as well. Oh, my family loves olives. I don't love olive, but... Yeah, that's why I didn't bring an olive one. Did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you, you warned me. That's so funny. Okay. Um, wow. The, the plain one is also amazing. Like, sometimes I'll just go back to just having plain because... Especially if you put stuff good. on it. And right. With, you know, just nice toppings. I had your plain one and you were worried that you felt like you overrose it because right. we had gone out for dinner the night before and you had said, oh, I think I forgot to put it away. But it was delicious. Your bread so is amazing. Happy. You're so talented. Make sure you uh, follow... Uh, on Chayseri on uh, Instagram, Spice and Zest. Um, and, uh, yeah, follow her a lot. Facebook or not just Instagram? Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, so uh, yeah. This, this has been a big treat having all this uh, fun breads on today. Mm-hmm. And we are going to all chatting here. Nancy's agreeing that we've had... Uh, <laughs> this has been some show. It's this has wonderful. been some show. We take our food so super seriously right here on Table for Two. Um, if anybody has a favorite sandwich... Let me know what it is. She does sandwiches. Oh, my God. Yesterday, the was it yesterday with the meat? Yeah, we love sandwiches oh around. But I only like sandwich that's super fresh. Don't give me a sandwich and then tell me to eat it in three hours on a picnic. No, I, so I would take the bread. I would take the tuna. I would take the mayo or separately and put it together fresh wherever I got to the picnic. I also don't like if it's right. like soggy. I need it to be... Soggy bread. bread is your, like, your bread would be so great for like a grilled sandwich, like a panini style yeah. sandwich. Yes, oh, that's amazing. That amazing. Yes, I like do all different types of cheese and I stuff it up with a lot of vegetables to like, oh. I tell myself that I'm, you know, 
Vegetables. This is healthy. This is a salad. Vegetables. Coated in bread. Yeah, yeah, but um, it's great. It it holds up meat as well, very nicely. Like I make, you know, nice pictures. juicy meat sandwiches. They're really good. As our mouths are watering, right here on table for two on the Nachum Siegel Network, our show is sponsored by Natural and Kosher Cheeses. When you make your yummy cheese sandwiches, make sure you use Natural and Kosher che- Cheese, where quality and flavor matter. Moving right along, our ladies are going to stick around, and we continue our Girl Gab Fest today. On this uh, Friday morning, welcome again to Raisy Freed of Instagram fame, Raisy's Cooking. You have taken Instagram by storm. How long have you been on Instagram for? Not long at all. It's going to be a year now. Six, more than 6,000 yeah. organic followers. Now, when I just want to just give a little bit of a mention about Instagram. I love Instagram. I'm posting all the stuff all the time. But when you see, you have to make sure that you follow people that have natural um Organic, I call them organic yes, followers. Yes, I never even did a giveaway. Like I never right, did anything, like it's really nothing. cool. People find you organically because they want you. They like what they see, and then they like you. you. You know, you can buy likes, you can buy this, you can buy. It's crazy. You want organic. You want to be real, and you want to be, you know, whether it's real food or or real Facebook likes or real, you know, you want it to be. Everyone natural. should follow what they're interested in. Right. Um. So so, how did you get into this? It started sort of like, I don't want to say a mistake because nothing happens by mistake, but it's just like, I don't know, one day I decided, let me open this Instagram, share my pictures. Like my friend was saying, you always make such nice things. You know, she saw my pictures because I used to share it with her. And I'm like, it would be so cool, open up, like the kosher chef, like this, like that. And um, I didn't have patience to have two Instagrams on my phone because I have another account from my, I do makeup in here. Do you? Another, Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So What's I your Instagram name? Raisy Freed MUA. I don't, I'm not very into it. Since I started the Raisy's Cooking, that whole thing is neglected, but we're not going to talk about it. So, <laughs> I guess um, it is a food show. No, but I'm just so proud of you that you do so many So things. I didn't have patience to have two Instagrams on my phone. I was like, it's going to be log in and log and out. Log in, log in, log out. So I like the idea. Just one day I decided, let me try it. And um, I just started without even recipes. First it was just like pictures and just like tips and things and then I see saw people started asking questions and they're interested and whatever so I started posting recipes because people asked for the recipe it became more and more as you would say professional or, or, or you know thought out um as it went along and then um and then I started getting emails I, I put at the beginning I think I didn't even have an email address on there I think the first two months I picked up really fast I can't say if it was a month or whatever and I put an email started getting emails people wanted me to write recipes for them because at the beginning, I was sharing more p- other people, like recipes that I like, like family recipes, stuff like that, than my own recipes. And then I started posting more of my own recipes. So people wanted to do, me to do recipes for them, me to recommend their brand, do this, do that. So it started becoming more of a, a thing. It wasn't just like uploading pictures and just sharing it with... Right, but I, th- I also like how you write it. I said in the beginning when I introduced you, I like your voice. You have a good sense of humor when you... When you uh when you post, and I like appreciate that. That's very, it's very nice. Um, what I also like is your uh, tablescapes. Yeah, I love I, that. I, I can make my food look beautiful. My fi- my plate, actual plate, can look pretty. I don't know how to make my whole table look pretty. I like nice things. Okay, it's, but it's, it's good and it's bad. So share with us some ideas, like how how, how does one if one had, one was to do something for Shabbat, how would they elevate how their Shabbat table looks? So I feel like the biggest misconception is that it's so expensive and it's so I don't spend a lot of money on my shop table seriously. I don't my my things are I don't own a $20 charger. Not not because it's wrong. I'm just saying my things are I pick it up, I have an eye for it. I pick it up at at, at Century, at Home Goods, at stuff stores like that. I love Home Goods. It could you could have a beautiful table look with just like not spending a lot of money and it doesn't have to be everything or nothing. You know, you can't you start with one thing. You see, so you buy something nice. You you take, you know, you find a nice charger. You use a nice charger. You find the nice napkins. Use ni- whatever you have a feeling. Some people care for flowers. I care a lot for flowers. So for me, flowers every week is like, it's just like a must. This is my only job. As I sit by the table and I have nice flowers, I could just sit on the couch and just smile. It's just, I just it's it makes me happy. It makes I love me happy. That. Some people don't care for flowers. You know, when there's a wedding, some people spend a lot on, you know, the band. Some people spend a lot on the flowers. They don't care for the band. Some people. Everyone cares for something else, so you have to see what makes you happy, what you care for, and just 
do it that way and, you know, honor the Shabbos as much as you could. And I really feel like I always honor Shabbos and I always cured and my my tables looked nice always. But like, let's say two, three years ago when I put myself more into it, which probably was more, um, I'm not married for that long. I'm married for like six years. So the first year I was like more eating all over the place. So then when I started eating only at home, these days I eat mostly at home. I have guests coming to me or whatever. I started investing more and I really feel like it really gives a bracha for the whole week when you... I look for. I, I don't see Shabbos as the end of the week. I see it as the beginning of the week. I look forward to the whole time. This is what we're focusing on. And um, not just in the table and everything, the food, the atmosphere. It's, it's everything. It's, you know, my, my, my husband works all day. He's home on Shabbos. The kids like it. They look forward to it. It's everything together. It's not just the flowers, the food, the placemats, the whole atmosphere. And everyone it's has tying to it all together. Everyone has to express it with their way that, you know, some people, for everyone, it's something else. Right. It's not a rule of thumb that, this, you know what I mean? I love that. So young and so profound. I love it. I love it. Okay, so, so um, you know, I'm not very good at setting the table. Like, uh, you know, I, I make sure everything's lined up. My dad was, you know, very medactic that when you put the, 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 um, the plate down and the small fork, then the big fork going from left to right. And then everything should be lined up neatly. And we had the glass and the nice one on the right. And in Australia, we have a fish fork and a meat fork. Now, the soup spoon goes Only across the Only in Australia? Top. Yeah. European what? also. We have a fish fork. Of course. Not. Doesn't everyone have that? No. No. A small fork and a big fork. No, fork. Did I say fork? I meant knife. Oh, a knife. A knife. Okay, I'm sorry. A fork, like... I'm thinking, yeah, she thinks I'm crazy. Okay, yeah, knife. Like, yeah. That, okay, that, that's a fish weird. knife. And the fork, I mean, of I course. I think it's European as well. Yeah, it's European as well. Actually, it's funny. We didn't, I can't remember when the show was. CK, didn't we have a, someone on the show a couple months back? Maybe even... It's called Which Fork Do I Use? It's actually... Um, it was a PR... Uh, they were doing um, etiquette on setting a table and setting up a buffet. And oh, the one who learned that. It is... So cool! I've got Not the book. It's interesting to hear. Yeah, like it's called book. the book is called What Fork Are Do I Use? Book? It's a book and it's oh, diagrams. Wow. It's fantastic. I've got it. I can share you mine, or you can look for it on Amazon. It and the ladies were on the show. Uh, they were actually in, I want to say, Oregon. Like they were across this wow. country, and we had them on. Um, but like for the center of the table, like do we need low? Do we need high? I hate when I go out to eat. Or at someone's house, there's this big vase on the table. And I can't see the people opposite yeah, me. That's, that's so what, do you have like a rule? Most of the time I do low stuff. Low. low stuff. I, for, I like it because you could see the other, uh, other people on the side of the table. You could serve easier. You don't have things. You just serve the plate over it. You it just, it, I feel like it enhances more the table in a small house. Look, in a big hall, a wedding hall, you want, you know. Well, you need height. Stuff, of course. Right. But in my house, it's a small house, small room. I live in Borough Park. And, um. A low thing, I feel, is more convenient, more right. whatever. What you about were saying about the neat, the, the, the thing, yes. I, what I get nervous is from, I sometimes go to places, and the setting is not by the seat. Like, let's all sit down here, and my setting is going to be here. Oh, okay. The table off, wasn't set it's according offset. to the seats. I'm not so proper. I have no problem. I know everyone is not like me, and I could... Right. I, I also, I'm also not like... Every time it's perfect. Shabbos, yeah. Shabbos, I tried to be But I also serve in plastic, and I also right. am very practical. But, but I, I set my table every night for dinner. I don't dump things in the cutlery in the middle of the table. I actually have a, a, a table. Whether it's plastic or real, everyone gets a plate, a fork on the left, a knife on the right, and a glass. Can I come to you for dinner? Yeah, every night. We have a proper... That's I set, nice. I set the table. I don't know. <laughs> I always forget napkins, though. I'm terrible. If you've ever eaten my house in the last 22 and a half years... You probably have to remind me to bring the napkins out. I don't know why. I always forget the napkins. With the little kids, I, I, the napkins is like a must. Afterward, you know, I serve supper twice. It's for the kids first, and then my husband comes home and I serve again. So the problem is that sometimes I eat twice. That's, that's right. a discussion for itself. I know, right? It's so or hard. Actually, three times. Because you cook it, and you're tasting, and you're eating. And then I'm serving the kids, and then my husband comes home, so of course it looks good again. So I wanted to eat it, eat it again. So yeah, yeah, it's it's always a battle, right? It's always a battle. And up two weeks after Pesach, you know, it's uh, an ongoing battle too. It's a battle, but I would never, I would never not like, I would never cut out the battle. Like right, right, because we want to eat. We want, I want it. I want to enjoy it, and you just have to, yeah, learn how to balance stuff out and 
self-control. Right. Well, we were we talking about portion control. What we're talking about, just eating, eating with. Um, yeah, you were saying eating moderation. Moderation. Yeah, yeah. I know all the quotes by heart. It's fine. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I try to eat only one slice a day, but oh. sometimes when it comes out, so How nice and fresh. Yeah, this yeah. is unbelievable. You know, I'm gonna test. You're going to have to take some for Melinda and Donnie. Especially you, know you have right. fresh, yeah. if it's fresh everything in your house. Like I don't, like I could have cake sitting in my house. It's not, it's not, but when I'm baking and it's fresh out of the oven, I mean, you have to taste it and you have to eat it. Like, how don't you? I know. It's very hard. My, when my, when my, uh, she's now eight, but when she was little, she could not wait for challah for Friday night. I would pull challah out of the oven, and I had seen her take a bite when she was little. She oh, took a bite out of the challah. My son does that. <laughs> they take a bite out of the challah. I'm like, oh, okay, I have to start. I started making her little baby rolls because there's nothing right, like so I started doing that now for my son. He's three years old. He's four now. He would just pick up the challah, and like, I walk out of the room, he'll just no, bite into it. So right. frustrating. And last week was schlissel challah, right? So, so everyone was baking all their bread. We baked bread in the shape of a key, the, the Shabbat after Pesach. Um, and, and people were like, we're busy, busy posting challah recipes and, and pictures of their challahs and all that kind of stuff. So it it's was so interesting the way there's so many different th types of ways that people do some put a schlissel in, some make it in the shape of a schlissel. It's like yeah, schlissel is key in Yiddish. In Hebrew, mafteach is key. Um, but it's called the Shlissel Chala. I think it opens the gates of Shemaim for of the heavens for more prayers to go in before they close at the end of uh, the uh, month of uh, Nisan. But I've been doing it a very long time, even before it was a big fad, because I w I've been breaking bread since I'm married. Like I love to, as we said, we love to bake bread. I take my I used to take my house key, but now my house key's a a combo. So I take my back. My Maybe you can put in the number. In there. <laughs> the back door key. The back door key. Um, and I, I've, I've wrapped that in foil, not the front door, and I've wrapped that in foil and stuck that in. My husband will be cutting. He's like, what's in here? I'm like, remember? Because I'm not so good at shaping it like a challah. We need one of those molds, you know, that you can, like, that's in the shape of a key. There was on Facebook, I think it was last year when it went around, like, um, people cut, so cut, did, did you see it? Cut, like, challah pans in the shape of a key. Oh, I'm yeah, not yeah, sure exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 with disposables. Yeah. People were very clever. I love that. I, I forgot to mention on the last week's show that this week is going to be, or well, that Erev Shabbos was um, Shisuch Halal week. But, um, you know, as we're talking about bread and all that, so uh, I, yeah. I couldn't not mention it. But, yeah. yeah. I like all the dips that have come along with Shabbat meals and all that. Do you guys are into the dips? I love it. I married an Israeli, so I have no choice, but I love it. Okay, I so let's it. talk dips. Talk to me about a dip. What's your favorite dip? Don't say uh, I'm very, very um, basic. You make your own? Yeah, I make my own. Um... I'm not going to say something as if I'm not managing, I'll buy, but there's just nothing like homemade. Um, I'm very basic. Eggplant, pomegranate, tomato dip, olive dip. Sorry, but I love olives. Um, That's okay. You're allowed to love them. What's it called? <laughs> um, where was I up to? Dill dip, parsley dip. Very basic. I, I, we like the basic. And you make dip. most of them yourself. Most of them I make myself, yeah. Oh, that is cool. Do you put those recipes so, on Instagram? You know dip. How did I forget that? The jalapeno dip. Yeah, oh. I love that. It's a little bit sometimes too spicy. depends how much. Yes, you eat a little bit, you know. Yeah. The tomato yeah. dip you could delve in. But oh, delve in. Can, can, I would like to actually share a tomato dip recipe. We have to do a... I'll uh, tell you the real truth. I usually do it without a recipe. I just right, like so, pour in stuff. But I, I, so what? Let's, let's that, make this our What's changed. for Dinner segment. This is our What's for Dinner segment, sponsored by our friends at Gourmet Light, and we're going to do tomato dip because I love tomatoes. That is, as much as I dislike olives, I love tomatoes. <laughs> So, Razor, you're going to do it with me. We start off with, say, three big tomatoes, vine tomatoes, and use tomatoes that are the freshest. And not, not the hard beef ones, the soft, juicy ones. Yeah, and also in season in August, make sure you make it every day because there's nothing like in-season vegetables. Gourmet Glut gets their vegetables very much in season. Um, they have a also shop at Gourmet Glut. Yeah, the best fruits and vegetables. Be, right? The Fantastic. Best, the best. So we're going to put in, we cut off the stem because I cannot stand when I see stem in any food. So we cut off the stem of, of the tomato. We put it in a food processor with some garlic. I put uh, also hot cherries, like these hot peppers, the little ones. Oh, little hot cherry mm, peppers. Cherry peppers, I like that. Yeah, and so some sometimes garlic. I buy fresh, and if I don't have fresh, I use from the jar. And very good. And garlic. And, and you could put how much garlic, of course garlic, but I'm saying um, you could put how much you want. If you want it a little bit, you just do one. If you like it more hot, then you, you can handle that. Then you could put two, three. Yum. 
And then what, what else do we put in? A little bit of salt. Salt, of course. I put the red pepper flakes sometimes. I put in black pepper, um, garlic. Um, sometimes a bit of oil also, just to make it that consistency of like a liquid more. Yeah, thins um, it out. And that's it. That's what I so usually I also do. put some as onion powder. Onion powder? Onion powder. I, I sprinkle mine with za'atar on the top when I'm done. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's good. good. You can also add chickpeas. You could do a tomato hummus, which is really nice in your food processor. I love that idea. Yeah, that's really good. I just don't avocado hummus. They yeah, put avocado on hummus. That was flying around Facebook. If you, if you, especially if you add some, like, chickpeas or, you know what else is great, like edamame or a whole bunch of... Any kind of bean basically can be made into dip. And then you can just, like you, I do the same thing. I just throw stuff into that I have around or yeah, that's what you, my fancy. That's what I changed that. when I started Instagram. I used thank, to thank you, Nancy. That was great. Besides for besides for when I ma- I'm making a recipe, I'm developing a recipe now for a magazine, then I yes, I'm standing and I'm measuring and I'm writing everything down. But it used to be I was just cooking, throwing in things, you know, like a lot of cooks cook. You just whatever you fancy. But then what changed was I knew I'm going to post a picture afterwards and then people can ask, what's the recipe? It's like, oh, about, I don't know, a little bit of garlic. What people want to know In how Yiddish, much. what do they say? Shisarain? My grandmother yeah. used to say that. <laughs> so um, so I used I started cooking with a pad on my, uh, of paper on my thing and, oh, like measuring. It takes much longer. It's a pain in the neck sometimes. But then I have a good recipe, so... I call it reverse engineering your recipe. You have to figure out what you put in. Yeah, because like I, I look at my, you know, I also do a lot of recipes. I follow recipes also. I have no problem. I like to cook both ways. I like to follow a recipe. I tear out a magazine, a cookbook, a blog, whatever it is. And I also like to throw in stuff. So I can't follow recipes. I'll get ideas, but I'll never follow recipes. I call them, you have use your own them, ideas? I always say use it as your guideline. Yeah. I, I get ideas. I get inspired by a lot of recipes. And like sometimes I'll write inspired by, but I can never... Actually, why not? Because you get an idea, middle. Oh, I think this one. This because I should throw that it's in. It's just too. how I cook. I, I'm with you, babe. I, I, I just have don't measure. I don't put I, in like. I'll I, just like. I see an idea. I'm like, oh, this is great. Let me try it, and I'll just like add my own spices or my own other ingredients that, that I have. That happens. I put sometimes like a recipe. I'm going to do this recipe, and then I'm like, oh, three tables. No, no, I think it's going to be much better with five. Well, maybe we should put in that too, and then. Something completely different comes right. out. Like, it's nothing like the recipe. And then it's like my own recipe. I didn't even, you know, meant to follow this recipe. And then I always wonder, how would it taste if I really followed that recipe? But, like, either I get around to do it, either I don't. But um, I like I enjoy both. But I do follow a lot of recipes. I think I gained a lot from following, you know, in these days I don't do it so much. But when I started cooking, I didn't cook anything before I got married. I, I didn't either cook so much. Nothing. Like my, I remember my mother sitting with me and she was telling me, what are you going to serve your husband for supper? What are you going to make? And I was like, um, cutlets on the grill. I really didn't. I, that was the only thing that I knew how to make. Like the George Foreman grill, you put in a cutlet with a little bit of oil and salt. That's what I knew how to do. And I used to bake sometimes, but like, whatever. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I, I think I gained a lot from, from following recipes. Right. Right. Yeah. I, Early I, on, like I read cookbooks. What really started me a lot also was uh, some of the first kosher palette, um, kosher by design, kosher palette by kosher Susie palette, Fish yeah, Fine. I would read. I ha- I read all Susie's books from cover to cover. Same here. Um, big fan of hers from way back when, and now I know her as a person, and I just love her. Um, but just in general, um, Noreen Galette's, you know, an old old school, amazing, still trendy and current. She's yeah, got she's a book with, with Daniela Silva. Yeah. I'm obsessed with them. I buy them Free as book. gifts all the time for people. But read all the side notes, the footnotes, the back. Yeah, that's so interesting. Everything you get to know them. I think that them. changed. I think that changed. The old books didn't have so much side no. notes. These days, they're, they're doing freeze ahead and, and variations and a bunch of notes you of know, like different things that the, you could do. In the book publishing industry, also cookbooks are one of the only things that still sell as actual books rather than just e-books. Yeah. Right, because, because you people need... like to write in them and you want to have right. it in front of you. Yeah, I write notes in my cookbooks. And, and yeah, and it's wonderful if you when somebody else in your family writes something and makes a note on a recipe. I rate the recipes. I rate it. Like my husband liked it. I didn't like it. Uh, it went well. Like I should remember so because then I remember. Did he like it? Didn't he like it? Should I make it? Should I not make it? Amazing. So it says there. Fantastic, ladies. This has been insane. We could do this again another hour. Hundred percent. 
our time is up and we've got that air of Shabbos going on. Thank you so much, all three of you. Nancy Kalish, founder of Pure Genius uh, Vegan Bars. We had Razy Freed from Razy's Cooking of Instagram fame, super talented. Make sure you follow all these ladies on uh, Instagram. And, of course, we had Suri, Chaya Suri Leitner who bought us crazy butter and crazy bread. We had a little eating fest here. And uh, from her sourdoughs, make sure you're in touch with them to learn how to do this and to, just to follow these people. Thank you so much for listening. We have music sponsored by our friends at Kenham right up until Lichbenching. Our show is sponsored by Natural and Kosher. When quality and flavor matter, Shabbat Shalom. See you next week. <laughs>